0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Post-Acute Point of View podcast, our discussion hub for healthcare technology in the out-of-hospital space. Here, we talk about the latest news and views on trends and innovations that can impact the way post-acute care providers work. We'll also dive into how technology can make a difference in today's changing healthcare landscape for home and facility-based workers and the people they care for. Let's dive in.
1: Great. So happy to be here today with our business partner, Corstrata, and I uh, welcome to the podcast, Joe Eberwine. So Joe, maybe you could just start off by introducing yourself to us.
2: Yeah, great to be with you as always, Rob. I am Joe Eberwine, co-founder and chief financial officer of Corstrata, a matrix care partner, a telehealth solution for wound and ostomy care. And just a little bit of my background, my background is actually accounting and finance, but I have spent the majority of my career over 30 years in the post-acute space. So home health, hospice, private care, and also was involved in kind of the early, early days of telehealth and remote patient monitoring in the home space. So great to be with you here today.
1: Joe, it's always good to talk. Met you a very long time ago when you were a home health provider, worked at a home health provider. And I'm curious, just from that perspective, since you know we go back to that day, what you may have been seeing in the marketplace back then that kind of inspired you and your business partner to go off and start to look at other options and how Core came to be there?
2: Yeah, it's kind of an interesting evolution. So as as you said, Kathy Pate, my co-founder and I had worked together for a number of years in a provider setting post-acute. So we did certified home health hospice private care. And we, as I said, were one of the early uh, adopters of telehealth back in the early 2000s. Um, it's proliferated since then, but couple of things that kind of converged for us we always had difficulty in keeping enough staff related to wound care so certified wound and ostomy nurses were very difficult to come by and extremely hard to retain because of fluctuations in census. Either we never had enough resources or we had too many and we couldn't really keep them productive with wound and ostomy patients. So that was kind of a theme that we always encountered. The other theme was just the use of technology, the use of remote patient monitoring in the home to pretty radically change our care delivery. In those days, we implemented telehealth. We were able to double our census with without adding any additional nursing staff and really recognized some pretty substantial clinical outcomes as well. So those two things, fast forward, when we left that organization and we started looking for pain points in the post-acute space, it became pretty clear that wound care was one that needed solving. So that's kind of how it all evolved. We look at the time at the teleradiology model. So it's similar in that you've got scarce resources, there are deserts of care related to radiology and radiologists availability, and that created a whole industry basically where images could be moved where they needed to be moved to a distributed workforce. So that is really the basis for Core Strata, a distributed workforce of board-certified wound and ostomy nurses connecting with providers who are in need of that expertise.
1: Absolutely beneficial to understand that because it, it kind of led to what you're doing. And I think the interesting part that I always like to talk about with your organization is you're in various different models. So we're hearing a lot today, you know, not just about the home health and hospice, but other at-home models. Do you want to talk for a minute just about the different kinds of models that Corstrana is engaged with in providing the wound and ostomy service?
2: Yes. So if you think about it, really, we are providing the access to the board-certified wound and ostomy nurse experts in any care setting where there are wound patients. And it's pretty pervasive. There are 10.5 million Medicare-aged patients with a chronic wound in the U.S. at a cost of about $108 So, Obviously, primarily we have been in the post acute. So certified home health, hospice, skilled nursing facilities, LTACs. But most recently, you know, we've seen a big shift into at home care models like hospital at home or SNF at home, or even mobile physician groups that are doing primary care in the home that are affiliated with value based organizations like accountable care organizations or PACE programs special needs plans, all of those have a population of wound patients, chronic wound patients, and that number is growing related to chronic diseases, especially diabetes. So we are serving multiple care settings and now have actually moved Kind of upstream into the hospital itself because there is such really a lack of access to these board certified wound nurses. Any given day, three to 4,000 open wound nurse positions on indeed.com and they're only 10,000 certified. So that gives you kind of a perspective on the lack of access to them.
1: Yeah, certainly seems like a math equation problem there for sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, it's interesting because even though you're in all these different settings, I would think that you're kind of focusing and solving the same problem. If you could kind of concisely think about it, what problem are you solving for, above? And maybe there's a few of them, right? But kind of what are the main problems you're really after solving with what Core Strata does?
2: Yes. So at the end of the day, it really is access to expertise to provide better outcomes, both clinically and financially. So if you can imagine, if you had a heart condition, you're not going to go to your primary care. Your primary care provider may be the one that evaluates you and sends you to a specialist. But without that cardiac specialist, your care is probably not optimal. So think of that from the wound care standpoint. Someone presents either at in-home health, Or a sniff or primary care physician with a diabetic foot ulcer or a lower extremity venous or arterially based ulcer. They just don't have the expertise to number one, often identify the wound correctly, but then number two, to come up with an optimal care plan that promotes healing at the lowest cost possible, best outcomes. So that's at the core, that's what we do. We provide access to those scarce resources. You know, a lot of times you think about this must be a solution for rural health. Well, it is. There are definitely deserts of care. Interestingly, just heard Bill Dombey from the National Association of Home Care talking about deserts of care, even within urban settings where providers like home health with reimbursement constrictions are actually pulling back their care delivery service area. So that's really the primary problem that we solve is access to these scarce resources.
1: So, Joe, you have, let's peel it back now, although you service all these different kinds of models, let's peel it back to home health and hospitals a little bit for the sake of our audience here. Yes. When you do that, you know, I've been in conversations with people over the years and they say virtual wound care, how does that even work, right? Right. Is there a model or can you give us some examples of how you work with home care and hospice agencies? And it may not be the same for everyone, Mm -hmm. but at least kind of the operational model that you use when you're engaging home and hospice agencies?
2: Yes. So interestingly, the data shows, and this is corroborated in our own data with our customer base, but about 30% of all patients being cared for in a post-acute setting across the board, home health, hospice, SNFs, 30% of those patients have a chronic wound. So you're going to run across them. It's not a coincidence that the top clinical grouping code when PDGM was introduced in 2020 is wounds. And that takes on a number of different kinds of wounds from diabetic foot ulcers to venous, arterial, lower extremity, pressure injuries, etc. So, Our model is such that we are a tech-enabled service and we engage with our customers, home health clinicians, hospice clinicians who are going into the home, assessing a patient with a chronic wound, may not really be totally comfortable with wound care. We see about a 30% error rate in identification of the wound type. And obviously that drives suboptimal care treatment plans if you're not really addressing the wound that the patient has. And about a 50% error rate on staging of pressure injuries. That drives multiple complications from coding appropriately for optimal reimbursement, quality outcomes for new or worsening pressure injuries. All of that is collected by CMS through the OASIS document. And so our model is such that our customers through a very streamlined workflow can access one of our core strata nurses for initial evaluation of the wound, but then coming up with an optimal treatment plan for ideal outcomes.
1: So you hit on a bunch there. So let's unpack that a little bit. One of the things that you talked about, I think was staffing i mean that's the number one thing i hear when i talk with people all the time the staffing shortages right and i think sometimes we're talking about number of people sometimes we're talking about skill sets of people so can you hone in on a little bit the staffing benefits that you might be able to bring to a home health or hospice agency
2: yes so again the access to these board-certified wound nurses is a real critical issue. There are just not enough of them. 90% of all certified WOC nurses practice in the hospital setting, so that leaves 10% or only about 1,000 nurses to basically provide care in across all post-acute settings. This is obviously an extremely difficult situation and... Interestingly, some recent SHP data shows that agencies are actually rejecting referrals. It is up 22% since 2019. So agencies are basically evaluating whether they can adequately care for patients. Interestingly, a recent patient referral that we received was from an LTAC, and interestingly, the referral came in from a private home care company that was trying to help manage this very complex patient at home with multiple wounds. And when the LTAC referred the patient to a home health company, it was for twice a day dressing changes. And if you can imagine, there was no way that the home health agency could do that. So they basically did the admission and rejected the referral. So the private care company engaged with us, we did an evaluation of the patient, came up with a treatment plan that was evidence-based, that the dressings were the most appropriate for this very complex wound patient, and the visits were dropped to three times a week, a much more manageable care plan. So those are the kind of things that agencies are dealing with, both from a staffing standpoint, but also from, as you said, the access to the experts to come up with the optimal treatment plan.
1: So in in the how, Joe, is it, you know, you're working with somebody who's at the agency that might go out and address the wound. You're kind of on a video conference. Is this maybe they're taking pictures of the wound and documenting? Can you talk a little bit about just the process that you use or the operations you work, uh, that you use in working with the agencies?
2: Yes. So what's really been good is that our partnership with Matrix Care allows for a very seamless workflow in engaging with Strata. We obviously do some upfront work on onboarding our patients, onboarding our customers, but we have a very simplistic workflow in that the agency can contact us. We do wound evaluations with our nurses on in two different modalities. One would be a store-and-forward image. So the image, along with very pertinent clinical information, like an HMP or a patient summary, is transmitted to our nurse. Our nurse evaluates that image, confirms etiology and staging so that the customer provider can make sure that their coding is accurate. A lot of times we see Upwards of hundreds of dollars left on the table because of inaccurate diagnosis of the etiology, identification of the wound type, as well as staging. And that plays very heavily into that clinical grouper code on the HHRG. So without going into too much detail there, that is critical. So one modality, storm forward image review. Additionally, we can offer HIPAA compliant traditional telehealth video visits. That becomes extremely important when perhaps there are multiple wounds on the patient. Our nurse can visualize that with the nurse at the bedside, the home health nurse. Sometimes that can be an LPN. Even in some of our hospital at home models, that may be a paramedic as things shift to other models of care. So store and forward image and video review with the patient at the bedside are the two main modalities.
1: Yeah, that's great. And look, it's nice from the standpoint that our customers don't have to layer on another technology, right? They can utilize that. So, that is extremely important from streamlining the operations of the home health agency and working with their staff. So, that's really great insight into that. You hit on another topic, though, that was interesting to me because you brought in a little bit of revenue there for the coding. I've certainly spoken with organizations out in the industry that they either turn down a lot of wound care or maybe they don't take it at all, right? And my argument has always been, that's a hard thing because if you want to be appealing to your referral sources, how do you go know about doing that if they are only sending certain types of patients to you and you're not able to do these and they have to parse that out? Does that put you at risk? And I think, you know, I hear frequently when they're complex, they're hard to deal with you know, and maybe financially they're not right. I kind of get the feeling of what I'm hearing you say that wound reimbursement actually does, can be beneficial if the wound is handled in the right way. I don't know if I'm hearing that exactly right. So maybe you can elaborate a little bit on that as to how do you benefit not only to help the patient get better faster, but in the, in the financial condition for the agencies to be able to bring on those kinds of patients effectively.
2: Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, interestingly, and all of this obviously was pre-COVID, but when the new payment model was being rolled out at the beginning of 2020, there was a lot of hype around wound care because it is the highest potential reimbursement in that model, in that PDGM model. It's the highest clinical grouper code. And obviously that kind of reflects on CMS understanding, number one, the complexity of wound care, number two, the intensive resources that are required to care for patients with complex wounds. But all of that is necessitated by the fact that the coding has to be accurate, right? So the the initial etiology at admission in the OASIS needs to be accurate. There needs to be accuracy, both from an etiology and staging standpoint, as well as what are the comorbidities? Because if the wound is primary, which in many cases it is, and we see that sometimes even that is miscoded, that the wound isn't primary, but an underlying condition may be primary, that automatically reduces the reimbursement. So really that initial oasis, the initial assessment of the wound. All of that needs to be extremely accurate or, like I said, they're leaving upwards of hundreds of dollars for 30-day episodes on the table. You know, I could get into additional detail of some of the things that we see, but a lot of times what we're seeing is that with staging incorrect, staging of pressure injuries, we're seeing that things that are labeled as a stage one are probably either you know deep tissue injury or minimally additional staging, which can affect reimbursement quite a lot. So all of that is really what is driving our value in being able to work with our customers in that initial evaluation of the wound.
1: In addition, I think I remember talking with some people that you folks worked with that there's some work, even in the Are we using the right and most effective supplies and the cost of those supplies to get the job done? I don't know if that's a service that you offer or something that just comes as a byproduct, but it seems like there's value just in, in assessing those because people may not know what the best technology and latest technology in wound care is. Do you address that as well?
2: Yes, we do. Actually, when we begin working with one of our customers, one of the services that we offer is an evaluation of their wound care formulary. Many times they're working with some of the top distributors and who have a, a really good formulary, but it's so vast that there may be literally hundreds of products to choose from. And what we do is work to streamline that so that they really are using the optimal uh, advanced wound dressings for the type of wound and in the particular setting. So we haven't talked much about hospice, but there are some extremely very effective advanced wound dressings for some complex wounds in hospice. And that's really the goal is is symptom management, pain management. But some of these dressings, for instance, can handle extreme amounts of drainage. So that may really allow for less Frequent dressing changes, which is less painful for the patient, easier for the caregiver who is often being taught to change the dressings, and reduces the number of in-home visits required for dressing changes by the hospice staff. That's one example where not only are we really trying to optimize the best dressing to cut down on supply costs but also the ramifications of unnecessary visits for dressings that have longer wear time and really manage those symptoms well so you you hit the nail on the head that is one of the services we offer and the selection of advanced wind dressings is critical to those optimal care plans
1: so Joe we've um, you've been generous with your time and we're kind of getting to the end of our time but I think, On a personal level, I've seen the work that you guys do, and I've seen you take patients who have had this wound that has been this continuous problem for them, close it up, heal, it, improve their quality of life. I know of the financial benefit that you've provided to organizations to allow them to bring on wound care patients. I've seen all of those things firsthand from you guys. I think if I was at a conference with you and I I rode the elevator up a few floors, I would say in this last kind of closing minute, what are the kind of two or three value statements you'd tell me while we were in the classic elevator pitch ride to uh, remember to take away on course,
2: Yes. Well, you know, brevity is not my strength, but I'll try to, keep <laughs> it. I'll try to keep it brief. You know, I think, Context-wise, again, a recent presentation by Bill Dombey at NAC, 48% of home health agencies are expected to have negative margins, and that's obviously extremely disconcerting for the industry. I do think that the value that Core Strata brings is kind of a, a refreshing new look at ways that agencies that are often intimidated by patients with you know complex wounds can Feel Good about taking those wounds. We often talk with our customers about, you know, we can help you become a wound care center of excellence so that you can go to your referral sources with confidence, not rejecting wound referrals, but actually marketing for them and ensuring that there is a, a healthy margin. We haven't talked much about Medicare Advantage, but that is kind of impending 50% penetration now, and a lot of agencies need their wound data to be able to justify the visits that they're given to patients. So to summarize, and maybe this would be the summary, Rob, (laughs) for the elevator, it is better care, it is ensuring accurate revenue, and it is reducing the overall cost per patient.
1: Well, if I was on the 73rd floor, Joe, I think you would have got that (laughs) in. So, Uh, (laughs) Look, I I appreciate it. I mean, I see the good work that you guys do out there. I hope that our mutual customers will continue to take advantage of the relationship that we have, because I I see it in the difference that it makes for the patients and for the agency as a whole. So I just want to thank you for joining us today. We can certainly wrap up there, but we appreciate the insight and our partnership with Strata.
2: And likewise, we certainly appreciate the opportunity to work with you and your customers and really the ability to think forward and innovatively with solutions that will drive better care. Thank you.
1: Appreciate it. Have a great day. You as well.
0: That concludes the latest episode of the Post Acute Point of View podcast. We have a lot of guests and topics coming up that you won't want to miss, so be sure to subscribe. To learn more about Matrix Care and our solutions and services, visit matrixcare.com. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you for listening, be well, and we'll see you next time.